listening to the Thursday catch-up episode of In Love With The Process, and you're listening to Mitch Murder. How cool is it that we now have Mitch Murder as music for the show? Uh, for those of you who are into the synthwave, new retrowave movement, uh, you know who the fuck Mitch Murder is, man. And I'm pumped to have basically their whole catalog to be able to play on our show. So it's very exciting. And as you can tell by what you just heard, we're in for a treat because the collection of stuff that he does is amazing. And there's also some fucking amazing cover songs from our childhood. There's all sorts of stuff. I just went through the process of downloading the catalog the other day and just just going through it and listening to a lot of tracks that I haven't heard. I think a lot of tracks that aren't popular that I'm going to make popular on this show. I'm, I'm fucking excited. If you can't tell that we have Mitch murder and you'll be hearing more from them and you'll be like, at some point, I think we're going to do just a whole episode about it. So thank you to Mitch murder. Thank you to the new retrowave label. Thank you to all the folks that uh, love retrowave music and that listen to the uh, episodes and support us because uh, because of that, we're able to get bigger and better acts, as I promised. Uh, so what's going on? I wanted to jump on quick because it's a Thursday. It's time to catch up with you. How are you? Have you gone to the movies? It has been a big two weeks for movies, for theaters. Uh, a big fuck you to anybody that says that uh, the movie theater experience is dead because it's not. The numbers are there, and I'm, I'm very curious to see what happens after this strike. You know, if numbers start to get released on streaming, you know, because uh, we have to just believe that streaming is so much better or so much more popular than uh, going to the movies is. Uh, well, before I get too deep into that tangent, which I will go down, um, let's just talk about what's going on, right? If, I mean, if you live like an ostrich with your fucking head in the ground somewhere, you haven't heard about Barbie and Oppenheimer, Barbenheimer, that is going around, that is the biggest news event in cinema in, in years at this point. Um, both those films have made uh, extraordinarily huge amount of money in the millions and the hundreds of millions, I think, on Barbie and almost in the hundreds uh, on Oppenheimer as of today. Um, and yeah, crazy, right? So crazy, in fact, that I was under no delusion that I was going to be able to see Oppenheimer opening weekend. No delusion. And we're out here in Los Angeles. So, you know, it's a lot of movie people out here, a lot of movie nerds, a lot of folks that want to see it the right way. I, of course, want to see it the right way, right? I want to see it in the true IMAX format. And doing the research, there's only two theaters really out here that do it. There's over Universal Skywalk, right? And good luck getting tickets there. I think Gina was telling me the other day that someone's trying to scalp tickets. It's fucking sold out for the entire run. Let's just start that. And I don't mean just like, you know, every night sold out. I mean, every morning, every afternoon, every night sold out for the entire scheduled run of Oppenheimer in that theater, which is nuts, which is nuts. Um, but I figured, well, you know, I could potentially get tickets like two weeks out. I'll just let it, I'll let it thin out a bit right? They don't really need my ticket sales to make the box office. It's sold out. So then uh, week two, still have a big ish. You know, I think we just got, Gina just found us tickets to go to the Chinese theater down in Hollywood. I don't know how we got those, 
but uh, super excited about that. So we're going down there. Uh, I'm recording this on the 31st. I'm going down there on Wednesday, which I'm excited about. And I mean, maybe asking Mike, why are you doing a Thursday catch-up episode on Monday? Well, because I just saw Barbie yesterday. Yesterday. Um, and I've been thinking about it all night, which says something, right? It says something about what would normally be just a lighthearted kind of throwaway comedy, right? Because that's pretty much what it could look like. That's what this kind of formula is, right? It's like a, you know, a Will Ferrell, not quite really good Will Ferrell movie. You know what I mean? It just feels like that that's what Barbie should have been. And it wasn't. It wasn't that. Um, and there's a lot of stuff to talk about with it. Uh, I may do some spoilers in here. I'm just going to warn you. There may be some spoilers in here. I, I, most of the planet has seen it. I feel like I was like one of the last people to see it. Um, it's a good film. It's a good film. I, I am happy that it exists. I'm happy that uh, director Greta, Greta Gerwig did it. And it's, it's great when you watch it because you feel like in the midst of this monstrous film, like this huge, uh, you know, trademarked figure, uh, and basically like a giant commercial for a toy, there is a auteur in there. There is a director in there with a voice, a strong voice, a strong feminist voice, which is uh, even wilder that it's doing as well as it does because that could turn so many... <laughs> that could start such a war on things. And the fact that there hasn't been like a massive war between the sexes when it comes to this film. And there's a lots of question about this. And I, I have some theories. I have some theories on this. I think at the end of the day, both these films are doing well. I think both, I think everybody's going to see movies right now because of the marketing for it. And I think the marketing i i don't know if it's if it was warner brothers that did it right i don't think it was universal that did it there's a whole lot of behind the scenes stuff going on where you know if you do some research warner brothers was really butthurt that uh, christopher nolan bailed and he went over to universal which he did because in theory from from the outsider's perspective and for what I've read, what he did that because they kind of fucked him on Tenant. And that was during the streaming, like, we're going to do the streaming, we're going to dump all our films on the streaming service, fuck everybody's contracts and everything involved with that, right? And so, you know, like I would, he had a bad taste in his mouth with that. You guys promised specific things, you really fucked the release of my movie, I'm out of here, right? And then knowing that Christopher Nolan now, because of how genius he was with leveraging Batman, which is a whole other brand, right? Barbie, Batman, same kind of thing. Batman sells toys, Barbie sells toys. He was able to bring his art to that film, but also he was able to leverage the success of that film to make his films in between all the Batman sequels and his films like Inception, right? Um, the, uh, what was the space one that just went right out of my fucking head? Oh my God, Matthew McConaughey, you guys are like telling me, I know what it is, it's there, it'll come to me. But both those films did incredibly well for in quote unquote indie director 
an indie mindset, sort of an auteur director's mindset. He was able to make really successful movies in the interim to the point where he was transitioning from like, hey, look, it isn't just the brand name that is pulling people in here. The brand name is my name now. The brand name is me as a director, me as an artist, and that's why people are coming. The Batman movie was great because of me as an artist. Sure, it's Batman, and I was able to pull everybody in with it, but I made it better because of myself as an artist. So then he was able to walk out of Warner's going, well, you guys kind of hosed me on this sort of desperation deal that you were doing to try to get streaming services going. Still haven't quite figured it out. Um, so I'm going to go to the highest bidder till I get whatever I want. And, and apparently he had full control over how Oppenheimer was marketed. He had full control over how it was released, all sorts of stuff. And they gave him a bunch over at Universal. So the rumor is that the folks at Warner Brothers were kind of pissed off about that. And so when they were going to release Barbie, they released it at the same time to try to steal his thunder. So if you're thinking, well, maybe this is some sort of conspiracy theory and the, these studios really aren't that petty and trite, I don't know, go hang out outside of Universal and check out all the tree branches that are cut off over the fucking strikers, all right? And you'll just realize how, how kind of petty this business could be. So in that, was it Warner Brothers in some, because they spent a hundred and something million on, on marketing for Barbie, so it, was it in there that they were like, let's attach our, our, our reins to Oppenheimer, right? And let's say, which one are you going to see first, Barbie or that? Was that their marketing ploy? I'm sure like six months from now or four months from now, there'll be some sort of marketing agency that has that on their demo reel, right? Like they're the ones that came up with it. Uh, even though it feels like, oh no, it was just a meme that was created by a friend of mine. Was it though? <laughs> you know, was it? But I think what was genius about that, and I don't know if it was intentional, I don't know if it was just a byproduct of pettiness, but what was genius about that whole thing was that the marketing strategy for both films became, this is a fun experience. Go see both. This is a fun thing to do. So to the point where everybody at home went, hey, I'm going to dress up in pink. I'm going to dress up to go do, this is a thing. This is more than just watching TV at home. This is a thing. I get to go do this with my friends. Let's go experience this together. How many of you had friends that were like, let's book both on the same day? I had so many people writing to me saying, let's book both. I still have friends that are writing to me going, I haven't seen Oppenheimer yet. You want to go see it together? That's awesome. That's what this industry needed. And I don't want to give credit. I feel like it was an accidental thing on their part, but... What they could have done, and which I'm surprised didn't happen, I think I think it was maybe Greta that had some sort of control over it. I don't know. I'm, I'm speculating from the outside, so I'm, I'm going to stop doing that. But what they could have done was just curved in hard on woke, on, on, uh, on the feminist movement, and really pushed it for the advertising to get people pissed off. And if this was a year prior or two years prior, that would have been the marketing ploy. Because negativity gets you clicks. Negativity gets you online interest. But I don't know. Are we weighing it out at this point and just sort of understanding that that online negativity may not equal ticket sales, may not equal people actually getting up out of their seats, out of their keyboard warrior spots to go and do it? I don't know. You're talking to a guy who has built an entire campaign around negativity on my short film.
and it's been very successful. The negativity was the was the fire that needed to jumpstart it, but one would say, and I've had so many folks write to me and tell me this, that the way that we're doing 12 cam, it feels like a speakeasy. It feels like I have to come in with a password and then I'm a part of a group. I'm part of a thing. It feels something more. This is what the audiences want is something more. So wake the fuck up, Hollywood. Wake the fuck up, streamers. Wake the fuck up, everybody that's involved with this and understand that maybe the reason why Hollywood has sucked for as long as it has is because whoever is in charge of your marketing fucking departments are fucking lazy. Lazy, lazy, lazy. And they're angling themselves towards something very specific, which is like, well, it's a lot of, when we said that we were going to make Ghostbusters all women, look at all the fucking press and all the stuff that came out of that. They fucking jumped hard into that. They curved hard into social messaging. And that became everything that was happening for how many years? Is it any surprise that that negativity spawned really bad ticket sales in really trash stuff? And then in that desperation, that hunger for money, that jump for money, they all went into the streaming thing because according to one of the streamers, they were making all sorts of cash. They were killing it. They were crushing it, right? The business is so toxic. The business is so toxic. And, and look, I've said this over and over again, and this is something that we all have to deal with. Our, our world of making films, because they are so expensive, means that we have to be in bed with business people. And business people, if they want to make lots of fucking money, like the past two weekends, that what is the result of this? It's ultimately that artists help make you money. Artists have pure visions. The audience can, can read through this stuff. So that pairing, no matter how much the business people want to say it, it do, doesn't need to exist, I can create an algorithm that'll do what it is a creative does. No, you fucking can't, man. And this weekend has proven that. Proven that. It's in the numbers. Now, let's point out a couple different things. So when I went and saw Barbie, I went in there and what I saw was a giant. Let me. Look, I'm going to probably piss a lot of people off by saying this. It's the equivalent, the opposite end of the spectrum as Transformers is. Same deal, right? Giant movie that is being financed one way or another by a toy company, which is essentially looking for a way to sell plastics to kids, right? So somewhere there is a plastic factory with some guy who probably owns three or four yachts that is fucking super excited this week because he's selling a lot of pink plastic. Like that shit's going out, that rubber plastic or whatever that is that they make the dolls with. Let's not forget that. And do the research. Go online and look. I think I saw somewhere, I think it was on Forbes, that Mattel made like $2 billion. <laughs> And they were on, a, on an ultimate low because no one gave a shit about Barbie. No one gave a shit about Barbie, right? And Barbie, talk about a sticky film to try to make, right? Because there's all sorts of controversy about Barbie, and there has been for years, right? The whole whitewashing aspect of Barbie, the whole like uh, terrible um, representation of, of women and giving young girls false idols, all of that stuff, right? Talk about a hornet's nest to get into as a director and as an artist and as a writer. Talk about a hornet's nest. And I think Greta um, and uh, her husband, uh, Bombach, what's his name? Noah. Uh, the two of them navigated that expertly, like really well, really well. So when you watch this film, 
you see them sort of navigating through all of that stuff. It's a great satire, right? It definitely pokes fun at all the issues that anybody's ever had with Barbie. Like I, down to the point where it was like the woman that created it, she had tax evasion. I, I didn't even know that, but it was such an offhanded little joke that happened in there, which I thought was really great. So I think it's well done. I think it's really well done. And it's, it's fascinating. I wonder if it's because of the desperation of Mattel, right? Because they were in a really rugged spot, rough place. And then Warner Brothers comes on, right? And they're producing this thing. They needed this, this, this knockout of the park to keep their fucking yachts. <laughs> Let's not forget that. Let's not forget that somewhere, just because this may be like a win, right? I think it's a great win for female directors. I think it's strong that, uh, and it's amazing. It's an amazing breakthrough that like Greta, who's an independent female director, can now be the helmer of one of the biggest blockbusters. That's fucking awesome. That's amazing that that exists. And the fact that there's a movie that's made that has, which we don't get enough of, really great satire on how uh, men and women are, are on this planet, right? And really digs hard at dudes. She Like, there was a couple things that were said in that movie that stung. When you go and see it, you're like, fuck, okay. But you can you should be able to take those hits. You should be able to take those hits. You should be able to sit in that theater and go like, yeah, it's true. I know a lot of fucking guys that do that shit. That's ridiculous. You know what I mean? Because who are you if you can't? There's, there's, there's a whole group of dudes out there that are fucking huffing and puffing. And it's like, come on, dude. It's a fucking toy movie. It's a movie to sell toys. Now, cleverly done, it now is a movie that makes women think about it, get, maybe empowers women to think certain ways. That's fucking phenomenal. More importantly, I feel like it's a movie that when we get jabbed at as when we, when the male species gets jabbed at, because we need to, because a lot of us are just dumb morons on both sides of camp, but a lot of us are. When we are jabbed at, it makes you think twice about stuff, right? With anybody. Like if you get picked on when you're in school, if someone picks on this thing that you think was the shit and it's not, you go, eh, maybe it's not though, right? I think that's good. It's good because it makes you think about it. it, makes you sort of reaffirm who you are, it makes you sort of understand who you are. And there are two ways to take it, right? You can either take it on the shoulder and be like, yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, I don't believe with everything you're saying, but yeah, you got a lot of good points in there. You definitely got a lot of good points in there. Or you can do the opposite and be like, fuck you, right? And get hurt, and be upset. Stupid. And let me... <laughs> Let me give you some insider info for anybody that chat on my movie and was continuously doing so. Thank you for doing it. Because if you do that and you rah-rah and you try to make that happen, you're going to sell even more tickets because people are going to rally behind it. People like this movie. So if you're going to shit on it, they're going to shit all over you. You know? Be smart about your stuff. Understand how it works. I don't know. I like Look, beyond all of that stuff, I think that it's a great movie. It's a movie that I was thinking about this morning, the next day when I was riding my bike, that's why I jumped on to talk about it. And that says something. It's a film that, like I said, normally would have just been like a Will Arnett, Will Ferrell, you know, Christina Applegate sort of loose comedy, you know, and this transcended that. And I will say this, here's a spoiler for you. The reason to see this movie, in my opinion, in Gina's opinion, is Ryan Gosling. Like, he steals the fucking show. He steals the fucking show. And he is 
fantastic in it. Emotional, fantastic in it. He's he's machismo. I mean, Jesus Christ, the dude worked out hard. He's stacked in this movie. And he's phenomenal. He's hysterical in it. It's really great. I, supposedly there were a bunch of people who were like, he's not the right Ken. Fuck you, he's perfect. Right? He's perfect. He's been in the dreamboat eyes of women for a whole generation, right? Since he was a kid. Since he was a Disney kid. He has been Ken. He has been that guy. And he's got such a great sense of humor about it. You watch him in this movie and he kind of winks at the camera. He's like, it's a fucking Barbie movie, dude. Don't take it so seriously. Even though there's a lot of really serious shit that happens in it. It's fascinating. Makes you think about a lot of stuff. And I do respect all of Greta's like love, attention, and appreciation for the medium and the visual language of cinema. I think she crushes it. Crushes it in a blockbuster. Crushes it. Who would have thought, right? I mean, look, I'm a big advocate. I love Michael Bay as an auteur too. And I know a lot of you are like, oh, you know, because of his politics, because of where he comes from. But I just look at him as a director and what he does with sound and visuals. And he did that on another toy movie. He did that on fucking Transformers. I think those movies are great. I rewatch the shit out of those movies consistently just to learn something new from a guy who is at the top of his game. Same thing with Zack Snyder, right? Dudes that are at the top of their game. And the un fortunate truth about what our industry has been for so long is that ips are the only thing that they're investing that kind of money into so if you're an auteur that requires a large budget requires a sense of refinement that requires time and energy and money and money and money and money then you're having to play in these weird worlds i mean dude they're gonna make a fucking hot wheels movie I know this for a fact. I have a bunch of friends that have written scripts and submitted scripts for a fucking Hot Wheels movie. Hot Wheels. Cars. There's a fucking Gran Turismo movie out right now about a video game thing. Like these guys, they're, they're, they're desperate. They're at the edge of their, 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 how can I make this stuff happen? Now, one from the business side may go, well, it was, Barbie was as successful as it is because it's an IP that everybody knows and loves. Yes, that's a big piece of it. But also I think it's that successful because it was helmed by an artist. Helmed by a woman who would sit in your boardroom and listen to all of your fucking worries, right? They hit us for this and girls don't do this and no one buys toys for this. And if you're going to, if you're going to poke fun at us, you can't talk about this and this, but you got to talk about this and this, right? That's, a, you know that that's a fucking meeting right? They go through the script and they're like, nah, you can't really reference this because that makes us look bad. And she probably comes back and goes, yeah, but it's good that you're making fun of yourself here because then they're going to like you more for it. And there's a couple points in the movie, spoilers, where you'll hear the executive go, and Will Ferrell, he'll come out and go, no. And then the money guy behind him go, well, they're selling. And he goes, oh, yes. <laughs> I, my favorite part of that movie, you know, because that's what it is. It's these giant places that are trying to continue to, to keep their grip on us, the mindless herds telling us what's cool, what we should own, and how we should live our lives through products and toys. Thank you, Ronald Reagan. <laughs> you know what I mean? That being said, I haven't seen Oppenheimer yet. I'm excited to see Oppenheimer. And the things that I like about Oppenheimer right out of the gate is that it isn't a movie about toys. It isn't a, an existing IP. Although it's a story, it's a biopic, 
Some people know about it, but I think more than anything, people know about the atomic bomb and they're still sort of in awe slash afraid, bewildered by pushing a button that may light the earth's atmosphere on fire. Right? So that's like, that's a big pitch to get you in, but it's also Christopher Nolan. Craft, 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 craft. Just fucking hire us for our job, for, for what we do as directors. Craft. I know that you want to feel more important about this stuff. I know that you've hired an entire room of people to crunch numbers. But it's the craft. You've got to let us do the fucking job. You've got to let us do it right. You've got to let us do it well. And people are going to show up for it the same way people are going to show up for a chef making a meal. Same way people line up for barbecue pit master. That's all we do is we study this craft. Let us do it for you. Get, get out of the kitchen. You know, I hope that message is out there after this weekend. I hope it is. I really do. And I hope we're going to see more of this. And I think it's important that we all talk about this. I think it's important that we talk like Barbie's what it is because of Greta. Oppenheimer is what it is because of Nolan. Nope. Us is what they are. Right? Once upon a time in Hollywood, Pulp Fiction is what it is. The Irishman, Mean Streets is what it is. <laughs> Indiana Jones was what it was because of Spielberg. Voices, artists, artisans, craftspeople, folks, human beings that have an entire crew of human beings that they have curated and put together and struggled with that all know how to tell a story. And we go to see that story. I don't care how much money and how much marketing budget you put put in front of that, where you're like, no, 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 it's because of the, the red color uh, logo that shows up. It's because of the knocking on desk sound. That's why you're here. It's because of that logo. It's not because of that logo. If it was because of that logo, then you wouldn't have cheapened it by going to the lowest common denominator, don't have to pay for writers, reality TV shit at the same time. The one company that is consistent about their logo and the quality that their logo puts out is A24. Consistent. I don't know the details on it, but apparently they're able to do production right now. They've made some sort of deal so that they can have actors and stuff go through it. I don't know what the details are on that. I hear it's controversial. I'll have to look into it. But... They have a reputation for that. And they showcase directors, storytellers, writers, writers. That's what the audience wants. And I'll tell you this, I know this for a fact. This isn't just some kid with a microphone sitting somewhere and coming up with theories and ideas on his own. I have done the research. I have done it. I have thousands and thousands and thousands, six million people clicked on the stuff for 12cam. I have all sorts of feedback from folks. And if you talk to anybody that has seen a movie, 
Anybody that has gone back and forth, we talk. I've spent time. And you go, Mike, how do you have all the time to do that? We're in fucking strike right now. I got all the time in the world. So I spend the time to do it. And why have I done this? Well, I want to meet folks. I want to build an audience. But I also want to understand this stuff because call it the Gen Xer in me. I don't believe marketing. Call it the guy who's been hired to do commercials. Call it the person that is in one way or another, an influencer and ha has been in the room with people that manufacture products saying to me, I don't care what you think about this. I have a warehouse full of this. We need to sell it. We need to sell it. So whatever we needed to do, we need to sell it. Just remember that that's the main motivation for, for most of the stuff that's coming out of Hollywood right now. And the stuff that's on TV right now. So as an artist, where does that leave us? We have stories that we want to tell. We have voices that we have, right? We want to, we want to like be relevant. We want to create. We want to discover. We want to go through the process of bewilderment and understanding as we do this sort of thing. And please, can I get into the situation where I can do that? How do I get into that situation? Are we finally, is the pendulum finally sort of coming back around and landing in the middle? Can we finally get hired because of our work? right? Can women finally get a job now because of their vision? Can I go back to work being a white guy? Can we all do this together again? Can it all be focused on the work? Please. This will save everybody. If you let artists do their job, this will save it all. If you promote the art if you market it as a good time, if you market it as an escape, if you market it as a journey into another world, another place, a thing that you haven't seen before, and if you market it in such a way where you go, you want this to be a fun thing to do with your friends. This should be fun. I think we'll be okay. I don't know. What the fuck do I know? That's just my thought. My rant on it. Go see Barbie. Go see Oppenheimer. Go see whatever the fuck else is out right now. I have even I, I don't even know what there's an A24 out right now with a hand, right? What's that one calling? Let's see. Movies out. That one looks semi-interesting. Talk to me. That one looks semi-interesting. I mean, as a 45-year-old dude, I think the whole marketing to kids, but it's not for me. I hear the the craft is pretty awesome. That's gonna be cool. Haunted Mansion, fucking who cares about that? You know, I saw the Mission Impossible movie. I thought it was okay. I don't know if it needed to be stretched out into two movies. I think maybe that's the weak part of it. But there was definitely some fun stuff in that movie. Happy they're doing stuff. I haven't seen The Sound of Freedom. There's a lot of controversy behind the making of that film. I did see Indiana Jones, Dial of Destiny. Uh, I, you know, I just wish there was a better magical vision behind that movie and not just a, I got to do this right for the fans. I also got to be real about old people. You know what I mean? I wish that there was a more fun vibe to that film. I think that's what that was missing. Um, and uh, I haven't seen the insidious movie. A lot of folks are into that. I'm curious about it. So yeah. And asteroid city. I haven't seen yet, which is another artist, auteur that's doing stuff. And I have to go grab that. I have to go see that one. I think the reason I haven't seen that one is because the marketing sucks. I hate to say it that way. 
And when I say that, it's just, it's because there's so much stuff for us to watch right now. There's so much for us to get lost in. There's so many different corporations out there that are vampire leeching into our fucking consciousness and trying to take as much of our attention as possible. And so the only way to get my drunk on dopamine mind interested in anything else is that you got to spend a lot of money to market through that fucking wave, that, that, that radio wave full of shit that is consistent. So, uh, yeah. And it cost, apparently cost millions and millions of dollars. It cost millions, almost a hundred million. What was the money here? How much? How much did... Let's find out. Barbie's massive marketing budget explained. Now, this is on a quick Google search, so take it with a grain of salt. While Warner Brothers has not officially revealed the cost, rival studios executives estimate Barbie's marketing budget to cost $150 million. If that's true, and I believe it is, think about how much that fucking costs to get you to think about it. Think about how much that... That's $150 million. And I hope they created Barbie, Barbie Heimer for that money. <laughs> and it wasn't some sort of accidental thing that whatever sort of PR firm that they paid went, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. We'll take it. $150 million. Now, that's to get Barbie on buses. I don't know if you've noticed, if you have a Roku player, but for weeks, that was the splash page on Roku. It was showing up everywhere. Everywhere. Push, 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 push. That's how you know about Barbie. Same thing with Oppenheimer. Push, 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 push. You had a massive budget. Hold on. How much did... Yep. Universal acquired the film in late 2021. Uh, the plan was uh, $100 million production and $100 million in marketing costs. $100 million. $100 million. 100 million. Someone's making some fucking sweet boat money on that. Right? Who's, who's making all that cash? The, uh, the companies that own the billboards? Whew. A lot of money. Think about it. Anyway, um, like I said, happy. This is me. This is me excited. I'm happy that uh, Hollywood's doing okay. I'm happy that the movie business is doing great. Let's fucking wrap up the strike. Can we just pay people? 100 million for marketing. Can we just pay the writers what they deserve? Right? Can we just pay can we pay the actors and the extras what they 100 million in marketing. Can we pay the actors and extras what they deserve? That'd be great. We'd go back to work with happy people, happy creatives, happy artists and make you another 2 billion. Thanks for listening. Lots of new episodes on the way. See you.